Sundays off. Welcome back, friends. Welcome in again to another edition of the True Kings of Queen City podcast. We are coming to you live and previously recorded at the same damn time from the eye, the eye of the storm known as the Rookie Palooza. We're back rocking the mics once again in this sweet tangy nectar of the Panthers football, and we're in the swing of it. Now, I know it's been bittersweet for everybody, but I think the bye week ultimately was good for everyone. I think as as a fan base, we, we needed the time off. In fact, I need to drink to the bye week. Uh, who knew a bye could be so satisfying? <clears throat> I'm sorry. It's very unprofessional. Forgive me. But regardless... We missed the uh, last game about the Miami Dolphins. We were having technical difficulties, so I apologize to everyone who was waiting for that. But we're going to rectify it. And ultimately, I think it's great. We'll gloss over it. We don't want to relive that. We don't want to re- relive that nightmare again. But we will talk about it because there are things we can learn about ourselves in that defeat. We played well until we didn't. And I think we all know what happened when Tyreek see the field and Mostert saw the field. We'll get into it, though. But without further delay... Let's get caught up. The Miami game. So, you know, we came off a tough loss would be an understatement. Only because, Now, if we would have got, you know, blown out 42 to nothing, I actually think I'd have felt better about it because I would have expected that. But we got dropped to 0-6 in the worst way possible. And I think everyone knows it, but, you know, let's just go back to, you know, memory lane and just break down what happened. What happened? Well, Bryce Young, he came out firing, man. He was electric. Back-to-back drives, driving down the field, finding Thielen and just running down the field, and we were scoring. 14-0 on Miami. Who saw that ish coming? Nobody. And we were really giving it to him. But then what happened? Well, Miami was Miami. I mean, you know, no. I mean, in my defense – I thought Mostert would have had a nice game, but no one saw three touchdowns from him. That was insane. So, bravo to him. Tyreek Hill, and, of course, him being the human um, highlight reel that he is, ridiculous. You know, six catches, 165 yards, and a tutty, and a backflip selfie. I think that's the most telling stat. But that's just my opinion. And... um. What really, when did it really all go wrong for everyone? When did it go wrong for, for us, you know, Panthers keep pounding nation? When did it go wrong for us? Well, obviously it went wrong when the offense decided to take the rest of the day off. Nothing against you guys personally, but the first two drives did not even come close to resembling the remainder of the game. I have no idea why. It's flashes. We just continue to see this with Bryce Young. It's just flashes of him, you know, being a a good quarterback in this league. I'll be honest, like he has shown flashes that he can do this, but he hasn't done it, you know, nowhere near long enough. And before this game, he was doing it at the end of games. So that made me think that he could just, you know, pull this out of his tail whenever he wanted to, but he's just not figuring it out. But the defense didn't help him out, and we know that we've been riddled with injuries, you know, it seems like every every week another defensive player goes down. And, it, you know, we knew this was going to be the biggest test we were going to taste, um, face to this point of the season and probably the whole season. And 
Unfortunately, we failed that test. Gave up 424 total yards of offense and 42 points. I mean, no, and, and Raheem Moster, more like Radio Raheem Moster, was just rocking the suburbs for real, man. 132 total yards, like I said, three tutties. Tyreek again, six catches, 163 yards and a tutty. So excuse me on the math on that one. And what the notes I actually have wrote down here, he did a human bat flip selfie after the score, and that's really how I felt live, you know, watching the game, you know, a few that you know a few weeks ago. And the lone bright spot, obviously, for the defense was the pick six that was thrown by the Dolphins' backup quarterback, whose name escapes me right now. I'm just not looking it up. But regardless, it was an embarrassing result. And, you know, everyone's professional. Everyone's going to have an off day. But, man, that was just unacceptable. That was just a terrible effort. It's not that we didn't show up, but it was just a bad effort there there in the second half and, you know, after we stopped scoring offense. And, but I still give them. I still give the, de- the defense kudos. I don't want to give them an F performance because they did score the only other touchdown of the, the touchdown of the game. The offense couldn't do it. Bryce Young threw. Let's see what Bryce Young did. Let's make sure we look at what Bryce Young did. Bryce Young went twenty three for thirty eight for two hundred and seventeen yards and one touchdown. You know, n- again, that wasn't a bad showing, but th- the fact that that's what he did the entire game compared to what Tua did, who was terrific, by the way, was absolutely masterful. So what can we really improve on in the short term? I have I have no idea. Like, I mean, especially with the news that we had coming out with, that we are no longer interested in trading Brian Burns, and it seems like no one is interested in Jeremy Chin because we just put him on the IR. I mean, we could, we're not sellers, so what can you do? You're just going to have to get better. You're going to have to... You know, depending on your practice squad, guys, it's just gonna, it looks like it's just going to be a tough season. We've been snake bitten. We are cursed, and I don't know what to tell you. It just seems like it's been pretty bad. Wow. Yeah, it's just been one of those seasons, man. Like, Damn, son, where'd you find this? I mean, it's it's real. And the one that hurt me was Jeremy Chin going on IR because you know. He was a very good young piece for us. You know, I really liked him. He's very versatile. And to not have him and not have Shaq for the year, um, man, that is insanely painful. And the only way it could be worse if Brian Burns got hurt, and I'm not trying to speak that into existence at all, but that's the only way that it could be any worse for us going forward. And we need more consistency, obviously, from the offense. The offensive line, you know – we're going to take what they can give us at this point. You know, there's no turn, there's no turning back on that unit. You just got to have to rock with what you got, what you got. <laughs> oh my goodness. And the receiving court, man, it it just looks like it's a lost cause there as well. I mean, outside of Adam Thielen, we're letting uh, Terrace Marshall re- uh, request a trade, use Lavishka Chenault as a running back. And, you know, you know, the tight ends, they, I mean, Hayden Hurst has not done what we expect him to do. He's not been bad, not been disappointing, but, He's just been a little less than what we were expecting. I thought that him and Bryce would have a great relationship and click, but it just doesn't seem to materialize when it comes to receptions or seeing him on the field. Or maybe it's just a scheme thing. I'm not entirely sure. You know, I'm not there at all. But all I know is what we're doing right now just has not been working. I, I oh man, I'm gonna have an aneurysm, man, just doing this. <laughs> but. Let's move on, actually. We're going to continue moving on about what we thought about at the bye week. But before we go any further, I just want to remind everybody that at the recording of this podcast, it is ball night, the first ball night 
of the season, the Hornets playing the Atlanta Hawks, and we're tuning in, checking it out on the big screen while we record, and it's like five minutes, 30 seconds left, and we just tied the game up with Atlanta. And um, if you want to check out any more um, buzzworthy tips, see what we did there. Uh, you should definitely check out my homeboy Terry in the Buzz Boys podcast. I love checking him out on Spotify and YouTube. He puts up videos regularly during the regular season, and he's got his finger on the pulse and ear on the ground. He knows everything about the Hornets before we know it. So pl- I will leave a link in the dis- we'll leave a link in our description in the podcast. So wherever you check it out, please check him out. I really, if you love basketball and you love Hornets basketball, you're absolutely gonna love Terry and Buzz Boys podcast. So please check him out. But enough of that, we're going to get back to what we do best, and that is Panther Talk. Terrace Marshall Jr. seeking a trade. It just tells me the only thing we got looking forward to right now is hoping that if we end up blowing the season. And and, and this is a stretch. You know, I'm not being completely pessimistic, but I am being a little facetious and narcissistic towards our pick. If we continue to lose and we – look like we're not trying to tank, but tank at the same time, and we lose every game or close to it, and we're the worst team in the league, and the Bears do get the first overall pick, I hope one or two things happen just to make me feel better about myself. And my man Brandon Miller, the accomplice of murder, hit a big three to take a 1-0-1-9 league. I didn't want to record, report it, but, man, Brandon Miller, clutch. Please shut me the hell up about calling you a murder accomplice. I would love to stop saying that. I could say it right. I could. I could do it right now. Right. I could definitely do it right now. I'm- a little. But where are we going with this? Man, see, you messed me up, bro. Oh yeah, Chicago. They have. I hope one or two things happens. One, Caleb Love goes back to school. He just says, no, I'm not playing in Chicago. I'll go back to USC. Or even goes to the transfer portal or something like that. Or two, they blow it. They blow the pick. They don't get a quarterback. And they're stuck with Justin Fields, who I am a fan of. You know, No cap at all. Big fan. But um, everyone seems to sour on him, and they want to give up on him. So I, I hope they get what they deserve. I hope they get what they gave us. A lemon. A lemon by the name of Bryce. Bryce Young, the little Alabama quarterback. But it's all right. They're kind of late with the drops tonight, man. What's going on, bro? But that's the only victory it looks like we'll see anytime soon if we continue going this way. Now, stop with the pessimism. Let's get back on the optimism. We got a game to look forward to this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, a week eight matchup with who other than C.J. Stroud on those rambling Houston Texans. Now, what we really want to see out of that is obviously a dub, but you know we're gonna do our due diligence. Like, what do we expect? What do we want to see? What are we, what are we praying for? At this point, what are we praying for? So, just at the top of the recording of this podcast, I can tell you now that the Houston Texans are a three-point road favorite. So they just expect them to come into the vault and just make it bulls on parade. Now. Just looking at the bare the bare minimum of it, Houston Texans three and three. They're a competitive team. They're a young team. They're a very feisty team. But yet, this is a winnable game. This is a winnable game because it's the rookie Palooza. It's what we've been waiting for, and especially with the salt, the truckload of salt Frank Wright dropped on David Tepper by admitting what we all kind of knew a little bit. I I wanted C.J. Stroud. I didn't want Bryce Young. He's not good for my scheme, which is vanilla. 
but we'll we'll get into that maybe at the end, maybe maybe not. But regardless, he admitted he wanted C.J. Stroud, so the rookie Palooza is that much more juicy to me because you got the number one versus the number two and number three because they were fits we forget defense picks in the draft going mono in mono in mono in the vault. So we'll get to see for the first time if I was right. And we should have took CJ Stroud. If Frank Wright was right, see what we did there? And we should have took CJ Stroud in that David Tepper really doesn't know football. Now, the the masochist in me really wants to see us get trolled a little bit. <laughs> Not by Houston Texans fan, by our own people. Just troll David Tepper if it ends up going south. I think it'd be warranted at this point. We got to get a dub somewhere, so we might as well get it against the owner. In fact, let's take another sip to that. You know, shout out to my boy CJ Stroud. He was in the building at the Horseshoe when we blew out Penn State. That was a sick ass Letterman too. But anyway, we're gonna see if CJ Stroud can prove that Bryce Young is just a bad Oompa Loompa quarterback, and we blew it. But I hope he doesn't. I hope it's. <coughs> But that's what we've been seeing. He's the first, second quarterback in our franchise history to start his career over five. So we have just been seeing blow. That's all we've been seeing. But, but see, now you want to play. Now you want to play the drops on top. But anyway, C.J. Stroud is definitely one of the most exciting young quarterbacks in the league. It doesn't take you know a blind man to tell you that. It that didn't make any sense, but I said it. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to burp into the mic again. I'm sorry. He does have a cannon for an arm. You know, he's very accurate, pinpoint accurate. And, you know, that's not my Ohio State Buckeyes bias uh, coming out. Stop the cap. For real, man. He does have – he's electric, man. He can run too, but he, he only when – he has to. Like he, he'll take off. He'll take off when he feels the pressure. I mean, he just seems like the game has slowed down for him. Not completely, but – He's figuring out the NFL a whole lot better than Bryce Young is. But at the same time, you understand, he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes, and you got to capitalize on the mistakes. And with the defense being banged up, we have to be near flawless because we've got to frustrate CJ. His his offensive line is no slouch. You know, he's got a good offensive line protecting him. Which you know, it seems like it seems like we would have thought of that. You, you really think David Tepper would have thought to protect? His shiny little pearl quarterback. I don't know. No, he didn't do that. Well, he tried. I'll give him credit. He did try. I will give him some credit on that. But regardless, we will have to win our matchups on the line. We're going to have to blitz probably a little more than we want to just to get pressure on C.J. Stroud and get him, you know, you know get him a little scared, get him a little jumpy, and let and make him ultimately – give us a free, you know, a free uh, possession. He's got to turn the ball over, you know, whether it's a fumble or a pick, preferably a pick six. I would get on my hands and knees for a pick six. Like, please, two of them, because the offense might not score. Please. So what? So let's just get, get down to it. Their defense is actually, I would normally say, would be what we can exploit, but I don't know. If they take Adam Thielen away, which, let's be real, it's possible they could do it. They got 11 guys, too, just like we have 11 guys on our defense, 11 guys on our offense. It could be done. But do I really think they will? And who would step up? 
who would step up if I really don't know have you know have a you know the pulse of the team, but you know if I was a player like you know Terrace Marshall Jr., yeah, like I kind of would be checked out. You already let me explore a trade. Like, why would I sit up for you other than I'm a professional? Which I love Terrace Marshall Jr. Like I've always said, you can never have too many Bayou Bengals on your team. They are money. Yes, cash money. But my prediction, just to wrap it up and stop rambling, I'm going against the spread. Straight up, Panthers are going to win our first game of the season. Week 8, Panthers 24, Texans 17. And I'm going to die on that hill. Oh, no. Yes, I'm ready to die on that hill right now. We're going to roar triumphantly unless we don't. See, now you want to be on with the dead gum drops, man. Like, you wasn't on. Yeah, you wasn't on earlier. I just think we ultimately the better team. But should we not win against the Texans? And let's just be honest with ourselves. We haven't won a game yet. It would not surprise me. It would not be breaking news. Does the Indianapolis Colts game following the Texans game become a job to save Frank Reich's job or – do we lose more talent? Do we lose more players to injury or trade? I mean, we're yard sale already. And it's sad. It's very sad. And you all know I'm blaming Tepper. And in fact, please hit us up on our, our Instagram and our Twitter or X and threads. Please tell me what you think of David Tepper. I would love to know everyone's thoughts on that. In fact, email us at Kings of Queen City Podcast at gmail.com if you don't have any of those. And we will absolutely read them on the next episode. I promise you that. And um man. I yeah, I had to let go of that frustration. But it felt so good to get back to you guys. It definitely did. Because we've been gone for a while, but we're back. It looks like this is going to be another short episode for you guys, but we're getting down to the nitty gritty in the first game of the season. Very exciting for the Hornets. I got my Hornets drip on and we're going to coast on into the Houston game, but I would like to leave with these final thoughts. And that's what we had about over the bye week. And that was the obvious one where Thomas Brown got a slight promotion. He's now calling the plays for the offense, which those kind of moves personally, they make me scratch my head because I'm like, he's the offensive coordinator. I know you're the head coach, but um, isn't isn't literally his job title? He's supposed to coordinate the offense. He's supposed to run the offense. So why is he not calling the plays? He may design the plays. He might run the plays. and Let him run the plays in the game. Because let's just be honest. Worst case scenario, Frank Wright is a lame duck first-year head coach with us. And to me, he's he's giving off some huge vibes, man. He's giving off massive, massive vibes to me. And you know who it is. That's right. He's giving me Mike McCarthy vibes. This guy is just a loser. And he's a wretch. And I'm not saying that about you, Frank Wright, as a person. I'm just saying that, you know, as comparison, that you haven't learned your lessons from the mistakes that you made in Indianapolis. 
you got a job immediately. Not knocking you for that one either. But it seems like it's more of the same. And it is an absolute valid excuse to say, well, I didn't get the quarterback I wanted. Because I'm with you. I, I'm I'm a down that hill with you, Frank. I want to see Jay Stroud, too. I think a lot of us want to see Jay Stroud. But, you know, we got, we're, we're back in Bryce. That's who we got. That's our guy. That's our guy until something happens. No. No, please. I mean, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's pretty good, actually. What you think? Nope. No, man. Andy Dalton. You saw Andy Dalton did against the Seahawks, man. Stop capping on me, bro. Nope. For real. Man, stop capping, man. If we put him out there, he might cut up again. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, again, let's just get – let's be real, man. Let's be real. I'm, I'm still a little bothered. Now you want to be on with the dig up. Whatever. I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> but, again, I'm not – again, I understand he's Frank Wright head coach. And he wants to run to be the, the play caller. It, it still blows my mind that he would still do that. You're the head coach. You've got more important things to worry about. That, huh. Hopefully, it'll allow him to focus focus on the defense. Hopefully, why why would he? He has a defense quarter. Maybe he can just focus on things like I don't know. You know, you know, you no know, clock management or anything like that. Situational like defense. Uh, timeout and challenges. Worry about those things, okay? Worry about talking about to the, to the guys up top during the game. And, and if you have to grab somebody, I guess grab them. We got 30 seconds left, and we got a three-point lead with the Charlotte Hornets up 111-108. And Rozier drops a teardrop in with 22.4 seconds left, five-point lead, 113-108. And it looks like the Hornets are going to get a victory before the Carolina Panthers, which I didn't think was going to happen. I didn't think that we would live in a world where that happened in 2023. 15 seconds left. Trey Young's going to the line. I can't believe this is reality. Like, and I can't believe we're giving it to you live unless you're listening to it previously recorded. We will upload it as soon as possible, though, so we can say that you listen to it as soon as the Hornets won. See, we're, we are, we're multi-talented. Oh, and by the way, going back to the Frank Wright situation, it's what's supposed to happen, honestly. Like this the things that are happening to this to our beloved Panthers franchise, these are the things that are supposed to happen when you blow a situation like this, when you blow an opportunity like this, when you've already mortgaged your future, i.e., Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. You mortgage that for the first round, first overall pick, and other picks. You know, you mortgage that to be better in the future. And then you blow the big pick. You blow it by getting Bryce Young. And when jury's not out. I'm just saying hypothetically speaking. Jury's still out on Bryce. He's just having a rough rookie year. But if you blow it, this is what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to struggle. You're supposed to be miserable. Maybe not winless, but you're supposed to struggle. And then ultimately, if it's a dud, if he turns into Trey Lance, then yeah, Frank Wright absolutely should lose his job. Should he lose it in his first year? No, but I guarantee you he will if he goes winless. Guaranteed, and we shouldn't be surprised because this is the same guy. He lost his job in Indy. Does anyone remember who replaced him? You don't. Was it? <laughs> we're not doing a multiple choice. I'll just give you the answer because I got the cheat sheet right here. In fact, it's at the bottom of the cheat sheet. He got replaced by a former football, uh, high school football coach and former shit heel Jeff Saturday. Yeah, he's a Colts great, and he did a good job. He did a better job than Frank Wright, and no shots fired. Facts. And in my heart of hearts, I like Frank Wright. 
I like him. Some of us don't, and I want him to get another season with us, another couple seasons. I want him to, you know, run the run through it with Bryce Young. You know, he's got to fucking ride with him now because you know they'll be linked forever. But I want him to get a chance, and I want it to work, despite the fact that I have much disdain with his coaching and everything. I love the staff, but I'm not really in love with him. I'm not in love with his coaching style. He's a co- he's a he's a player's coach, which is I would love that, you know, but I just don't like Frank Wright. Not right now. I don't, I, but we're, it's, it's, it's rough. It's kind of rough. I like him, but I can't stand him right now. And we have a three point lead, 15 seconds left. Trey Young hit both free throws, and we're inbounding it. Can we get the win? We're bringing, well, we're not doing that. No. They made a foul. But my final thought on Frank Wright is, despite the fact that you don't have the quarterback that you wanted, C.J. Stroud, who I wanted to, and despite the fact you don't have the weapons that were here even a year ago or two years ago, and you're working with, you know, Dollar Tree groceries, and you're working with burnt ends and, you know, scrap veggies, you've got to make a gourmet meal with the chicken feed you've been handed. And right now, Time and time and time again, you have burnt the chicken feed. You have cooked it to perfection and then dropped it on the ground. Or you have just flat out destroyed the ingredients before you could get them to a point that they could become a dish. Six times that has happened. Six times we have failed to meet expectations and win a game. That's not ridiculous, but it's disappointing. Absolutely disappointing. And we deserve better better than that. And I know that you're going to work to make it happen. Let's do it to Houston. Let's do it to Houston. And let's run the Bulls back to Houston with their tails between their legs. Let's beat C.J. Stroud. Let's beat D'Amico Ryan. And let's beat Houston down. Send them packing. Now, unfortunately, I'm not going to give you the beautiful graces to tell you if the Hornets won a game before the Panthers. I'll let Google do it. But there's 13 seconds left at the time of this recording, and we're up 114 to 110. And I'll let you ask your smart speaker or your phone or Siri or even your neighbor what happened. I won't spoil it for you because we're going off into the next episode. But until then, I just have one thing to say. Be easy and keep pounding. Been training like my first name's Hobbin. Please like, subscribe, and then comment. And I don't know how the fuck you got here. But your tenure won't last. I'm fucking around with Tesla like that. Don't push this, you're gonna find out. I've been fighting my demons.